0: This is 105.9 The Region, where parents talk and explore practical, proactive, and evidence-based solutions. This is Where Parents Talk with Leanne Castellino.
1: Hello, and thanks for joining us for this edition of Where Parents Talk here on 105.9 The Region. It's great to have you along. I'm Leanne Castellino. On today's show, we unravel some of the science around your oral health and what that could mean for your overall health. Our guest today is a dentist who practices functional dentistry using a holistic approach. Her particular areas of expertise include facial development, breathing, as well as tongue and lip ties. Dr. Mandeep Johal is the owner of Family Dental Centre in Guelph, Ontario, and a mother of two children under the age of 10. She joins us today from Guelph. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Now, in conducting research about you and your specific areas of expertise within dentistry, I was quite struck by a quote on your website, which reads, quote, whole body wellness begins in the mouth. Could you explain what exactly that means? The
2: reason I put that on there, because it's not just because of what I do is dentistry and it's the mouth, but there's a link. A lot of people don't think about gut health. Did you know that 50% of the biome from the mouth actually goes to your gut? So there's a systemic link that I feel like as a society that we're forgetting, that we're like, oh, we're going to go to the dentist. are just going to get our teeth cleaned or going to go just get a filling. But we forget to ask the why. Why is this happening in our mouth? So a lot, we can see a lot in our mouth. Think about Chinese medicine. They can look at your tongue and tell you right away what's going on systemically. I don't have that training expertise, but I can look at your tongue and take a look at, maybe there's acid reflux happening, silent acid reflux happening, the color of your tongue, the color of your gums, If your teeth are breaking down there's a more of a systemic issue that's happening internally that's presenting to the outside world so the first signs that we usually see are going to be in your mouth and that usually is a cue for me to say hey we need to work with somebody else now let's go see a naturopathic go to your family doctor or maybe a specialist and patients are always surprised by that they're like from my mouth you can see that i'm like yeah it's a window to your whole body
1: like many things good oral health practices good oral hygiene starts from a young age so what are you seeing in terms of current trends in your practice as it relates to kids tweens and teens that you can share with us
2: it's kind of sad because it's the same it's the same old story still increase in cavities, um, still increase in gum disease, um, and increase in malocclusion. Malocclusion meaning crowded teeth. And that's really sad to say because of all our technology and advances, especially in medicine that we think about that we're so proud of. But this is, I don't like using the word pandemic, but it is. All these things are still a pandemic. It affects so many children. I just met a dentist that works with public health, and she told me the most disturbing number that I just I had to share with you right now. She said, "Mandy, dental infections are affecting people so much that if they go to the ER because they can't get in or they can't afford to see their their dentist, um, it costs OHIP, it costs the government five hundred dollars for one dental abscess visit per patient that goes to hospital. Do you know how substantial that is?" that's a lot and that includes children and adults because it's not sometimes feasible or we're not available but that just still tells you like in his and she gave me a huge number of how much of that money in total that's spent in healthcare goes towards just those dental visits at an er so that makes me sad because i'm like what are we doing as a society why is this not preventable what are we missing And it ultimately comes down to is what's contributing to these trends is going to be diet. Diet is huge. And that's something that we, when we talk about whole body wellness, nutrition, counseling, um, supplement counseling we touch base on that, but we make the right referrals for that because that's the most important thing is the why. Why are you getting cavities? Why do you have gum disease? Why does your child have crowded teeth? We should start asking these questions and you may be thinking, well, Mindy, what does um, diet have to do with crowded teeth, malocclusion? Great question. Um, starting babies with baby led weaning or hard food is what grows the face, grows the jaws. If our faces can grow, our jaws can grow nice and big, our teeth have lots of space to grow into them. But if our jaws and our faces aren't developing because we're eating soft pureed food, I just want to pause there and let you know that my kids had pureed food, just so everybody knows, don't feel bad. We have Mm -hmm. enough mom guilt as it is or parent guilt. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. I'm just here to educate, not to make anybody feel bad, but there, I coach parents on both sides, but to go back on track. It's that, it's that soft food that's causing these jaws not to grow because what grows bone is muscle. And if our muscles aren't being trained and strengthening the way they should be, our faces aren't growing. And now we've got these crowded teeth. Crowded teeth also lead to more gum disease issues because you can't floss them as well. You can't brush them as well. And then you get cavities because now the teeth are too tight together. So it's diet <laughs> I don't want to get down to.
1: Let's talk about some of the root causes of some of the key issues that you just mentioned there, starting with cavities. Certainly, fairly typical in this age group, but when you drill down to the root causes, what are you seeing?
2: So, one of the things that happens because we want to focus on the teens, right, is the biggest thing that's happening for teens, uh, teens and tweens right now is hormonal changes. So, the the group of people that I usually see in my practice that have they I've seen them for years, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, why do you have so many cavities? It's usually hormonal changes. So, for women when they're um, menopausal or premenopausal, like any there's huge hormonal changes, I'm seeing um, increase in cavities and increase in gum disease as well.
1: This is Where Parents Talk here on 105.9 The Region. I'm Leanne Castellino in conversation with dentist Dr. Mandeep Johal. She practices functional dentistry and she runs her practice in Guelph. Dr. Johal, for parents listening to or watching this interview who perhaps have not been as vigilant about oral health as they had hoped to or simply did not realize the impact of oral health on total body wellness, what can you say to those parents to reassure them and perhaps even empower them in terms of how they can support their own kids to maintain their oral health as they move from childhood to adolescence and to young adulthood?
2: So in our practice, what we do is we rely on a lot of visuals. So what we've lately done is, um, not lately, I've been doing this for a few years now, is I have a microscope. And what we do is we do a saliva analysis and a phase contrast microscope. And kids or teens are able to see what's in their saliva. And it should just be saliva with a little bit of bacteria which we all have bacteria but there's good and bad bacteria so we break it down for them and kids are very smart they have technology at their fingertips they can look up stuff right away and they know that if there's something in that microscope slide that they're seeing on this screen that things are just moving around and spinning i'm like that's very destructive those bacteria are very disrupt- And They're like, oh, that's gross. And I'm like, now imagine your, if your girlfriend saw this, how would she feel <laughs> right? <laughs> or boyfriend vice versa. So we got to talk to them at their level and show them visual aids of like, this is what's happening. This is what we need to help you with. And unfortunately, you know, we were all at that age. We can never think 10 years from now. Teens are very present in the moment. So we can't be talking to them about the long-term effects of it. That we know gum disease, there's a link to Alzheimer's. We know there's a link to heart problems. We know there's a link to fertility. But they're not really thinking about their long-term. Because I, I always use that with my older patients. Like, I'm worried about the 10 years from you now, or 20 years, where you're going to be. It doesn't apply to teens. So I say keep it visual um microscope is one idea the second idea is you can get these little tablets called uh disclosing tablets what they do is they'll just chew on them and they will color any plaque that's left on their teeth um so they can just quickly brush that away teens don't want more lectures they just want something quick easy what do you do get these little disclosing tablets you can google them online get them on amazon get them shipped to your house and tell the child go chew on this and after you're done brushing your teeth did you did you do a good job if not Now, chew on the tablet, go brush your teeth and get those stains off.
1: Certainly something else affecting this age group in particular is the global pandemic and specifically the anxiety and stress it has caused many young people. So what kind of impact do anxiety and stress potentially pose to oral health? Lately, that's
2: another thing I've been really seeing is I didn't bring this up in your first question because people don't think it's really dentistry related, but it is. We, at my clinic, we address how a child sleeps. We address their posture. We address how they're breathing. And believe it or not, these kids that are presenting with anxiety or have a lot of stress, they're grinding their teeth. Um, they, they exhibit a lot of um, stress, anxiety symptoms that we're already aware of. But they're all shallow breathers. You know, and I say, hey, can we breathe through the nose? They're like, yeah, I can breathe through my nose. They have no problem. But then as soon as i sit down to them sit up and we start talking like eye to eye level they're like shallow breathing like right here i'm like you know i shouldn't be able to hear your breathing right let's start practicing breathing through the nose and not the mouth so they all have majority of them have open mouth posture meaning they're not walking around with their mouth wide open but they are seeping air through the lips and that leads to shallow breathing shallow breathing feeds into your anxiety And shallow breathing, mouth breathing, also feeds into what's called the sympathetic system. Remember, fight or flight, it's a very stressful state. And we were never designed to breathe like that unless we were literally running from something. Like we were in a real dire stressful situation. But if kids are mouth breathing constantly, their brain is thinking that they're in a dire stressful situation all the time. So mouth breathing changes the chemistry of the brain. And now this is also affecting their quality of sleep. Now, if your quality of sleep is affected, that affects you the next day, right? As adults, children, teens, um, babies. So we we address all these things. So I'm seeing an increase now. Why? Is it because the pandemic? Was it COVID? We were home for a long time, definitely. We're on the screens more. Um, we're not seeing people. We're not connecting as much, right? Um, school has been stressful. I just feel like everybody's stress levels have just been elevated all around the world and I feel like that energy really affects everybody and this poor teenage group has been really immensely um, been affected so we coach them on breathing as much as we can to help them with anxiety because if you can sleep at night with your mouth closed hundred percent of the time you've just put yourself into a parasympathetic state it's relaxation you're releasing nitric oxide. And it just does all these amazing things to calm the brain and help fight cavities and oral health too. Right. Cause mouth breathing changes the biome in the mouth. It makes your mouth dry. So I'll ask patients questions. Do you wake up with a dry mouth? They're like all the time. I'm like, well, that's not normal because now you create this di- dry environment. Now you've got gum disease, you've got cavities, um, so sorry, that's a long answer to your question, but I just want to show you how it's all connected.
1: Time for us to take a short break here on 1059 The Region. When we come back on Where Parents Talk, how your oral health can be a precursor to more serious conditions. Our conversation with Dr. Mandeep Johal, dentist, will continue after this break. Stay with us.
0: Wanna learn more about the show? email info at whereparentstalk.com. Stick around. Leanne Castellino and Where Parents Talk will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to Where Parents Talk. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Here's Leanne Castellino.
1: Welcome back. This is Where Parents Talk. I'm Leanne Castellino. And today we're talking all things oral health as it affects teens, youth, and young adults. Our guest is Dr. Mandeep Johal, a dentist who practices functional dentistry. Her practice is based in Guelph, Ontario, and she's also a mother of two young children. Dr. Johal, can you paint a picture for us on the consequences of neglected or poor oral health practices in the younger years and how that impacts the tweens, the teens, and later life as adults? So I had
2: a patient who told me he was at a conference, um, at a geriatric conference and the head of the opening statement, um, the gentleman giving the open statement said his geriatric patient says two things to him that what they wish they would have done when they were younger, one, take care of their teeth, <laughs> two, and they take care of their feet. And the reason taking care of their teeth is not just to have perfect straight teeth, the detrimental effects of not of neglect when you're young, the effects it has long-term is missing teeth A is very expensive to replace. Missing teeth and having gaps in your teeth, it's not just gaps in your teeth. It actually affects your posture. It affects alignment of your jaw, right? Think about when we see older patients that have dentures and you know the face starts to shrink in a little bit and and, and their and the lower third of the face gets smaller and we always visual or if you were to ask your child right now and say you know let's play grandma and grandpa they will pretend they have a cane and they lean forward right you always see that forward head posture and lean forward because that's a misconception that we have what aging is supposed to look like but that has a lot to do with posture and obviously muscle tone so if you're losing teeth It has a detrimental effect on your whole posture, head to toe. I do that every day in my practice. I help people line their jaws better to give them more strength so they can sit at a chair all day if they need to or drive or work out, whatever they need. Um, And the other detrimental effects of neglecting your health care right now is long-term effects on fertility. There's a link between gum disease and Alzheimer's. There's a link between heart disease, diabetes. I mean, the list goes on. There's such a systemic impact of it. Um, But again, as a society, we're just obsessed with straight, beautiful teeth, right? And that's what I'm trying to get away from. Um, And the last thing I get to mention, um, which I wish um, we we had more time to talk about, is sleep. Sleep disordered breathing. And I'm noticing more and more that patients that have sleep apnea aren't fit aren't fitting that typical mold that you know we were taught in school overweight and old it's actually skinny that's it i don't see anything else it's skinny retreated jaws are back no more overweightness so and i'm seeing sleep apnea in patients younger and younger you know i just saw 20 year old the other week 20 year old with sleep apnea and i said to him i go what do you think is going to happen? What's going to happen 10 years from now? He's like, nothing. I will just crank up the dial on my sleep apnea machine and go, what happens later when you're like 80 or 70 even? He's like, I'll just get another machine. I'm like, that's not how it works. So it has a detrimental effect on sleep as well.
1: Would you take us through sleep apnea for just a moment? What is contributing to that in younger ages in your view?
2: When I talk about sleep apnea with my patients, we talk about three things always. One, structure. Structure meaning the jaws are getting smaller. And when you mean jaws, you have to think about your upper jaw is the floor of your nasal cavity, right? So if your upper jaw, it never grew the way it was supposed to grow, That means the inside of your nose is very narrow and small. Think deviated septums, right? Deviated septums, everything's just congested. You get deviated septum. But think about also the pipe at the back that you breathe through, your airway on the back of the throat. That's also structurally very small for them. Could be soft tissues in there, meaning your soft palate or your tongue. The tongue is in the airway, right? Um, But tongue ties into my second thing, which is function, is your tongue functioning the way it should be? Is your soft palate functioning the way it should be? Do you have nasal collapse? Are you getting collapsibility somewhere in your airway? So we, then we start addressing function. How do we help with that? There's ways we can do that. The third thing I address um, when we look at sleep is metabolic. What's your gut health like? There's a huge link between your gut health and how you sleep. So, um, and that can happen in any age. I see, it in, I see sleep apnea in children right? Snoring is not normal. Snoring is common, but it's not normal. Like I say this every day is it's that is your, in childhood, snoring is the early smoke signs of the sleep apnea fire sign that you need sleep apnea as a fire. The smoke starts way earlier. So if teenagers are sleeping with their mouth wide open or snoring or children, it's the early signs of sleep apnea.
1: And what can be done if that is indeed the case and that's what's been diagnosed and detected?
2: Yeah, so again, dressing those three things. So structure is what I can help with and function. So those are the two things I'm going to help with. Structure, meaning I, I use... Um, I could give devices that are quick and easy, like call a sleep appliance where you put in the mouth, moves a jaw forward, and that can help you with the sleep. But again, that's not, that's a aid. That's not a fix, right? So if you're in your twenties and you have sleep apnea or in your thirties and forties, you want to find a solution. How do I help my sleep apnea? What can I do to improve it or to to help sleep better? I do expansion. I do different types of orthodontic treatment that really opens up the airway laterally and forward and gets all pipes nice and wide and open. Um, And then functionally, if you were to Google sleep apnea, you always see a gentleman laying on their back and the tongue flopping in the back of the throat. Well, when I dress function, I'm toning that tongue. I'm getting that tongue out of the airway, up and lifted, and you're sleeping a lot better. So toning the muscles of the airway is the functional part. Doing that, we've gotten even 50, 60-year-olds out of sleep apnea machines. I have testimonials that I'm trying to get from patients that are like, oh my God, I don't need my sleep apnea machine anymore. I thought I was stuck with it for life.
1: Dr. Shoha, what can you say to parents to help them encourage better oral health and vigilance among their children. And certainly when you get into the young adolescent age group, you're hoping that you've laid a solid foundation, that they're hopefully listening to what you've said. But how can you support parents and help them support their children in turn?
2: That's a really good question. You know, like we talked about the visual aid, but maybe just giving them Um, easier tool. So like, they're not going to floss. If they haven't, if we haven't encouraged them to floss from earlier age, like made it a habit, it's going to be really hard to get into their teenage years. So maybe give them a water pick. Water picks are easy to use. We got to think about what's easy, convenient, get it out of the box, set it up for them, (laughs) let them use it unfortunately we should do these things i know i like we're bathing them but dental care is very expensive and these kids unfortunately aren't going to really realize that until they're literally on their own and had to pay out of pocket and that could take some time for them to figure out so water pick is a great idea very easy to use um it's like a water i always say it's like a water gun for your teeth um and electric toothbrushes right electric toothbrushes are great So anything we can do to make their lives easier and give them visual aids. Um, And I think really that's it. Just hopefully we did our best raising them when they were younger and they're on their own.
1: Now, in your case, you also have two children who are nine and seven years old. So as a dentist, what does a oral health regimen look like in your home? Is it easier or more challenging given your professional status?
2: Oh my God, that's such a good question. so, uh, you know, full disclosure, there are some nights they don't brush your teeth and I hope they're watching, I, they wash this and I'm like, yes. And we tell the whole world, um, it, life happens. Right. So, but on a typical night, um, we do, um, our whole nighttime routine is nasal rinses. That's part of my oral care because head and neck. So we do nasal rinses, nasal irrigation. Um, and then we got floss sticks. So they're easy for them to use. They're not going to play around with the floss because that's a hazard, actually, with little kids. They, they're very imaginative kids two boys. Um, and then brushing their teeth. So I always let them brush their teeth first. I don't care how old my kid gets. If they're living under my roof, I want to be able to make sure that I'm brushing the adult teeth, especially at the back, the ones that they're missing, um, and by the gum line. And because I tell them, I go, mommy doesn't have time to do your fillings. Mommy doesn't have time to do these things. So either we do it just tonight quickly for two seconds, or then you got to come to my work and know how to make time for it. It's going to take away from a nice weekend. I, I don't want to have to do that. So we try to make it fun as much as we can. But as you know, as any parent, um, nighttime can get pretty crazy. <laughs> you want to get them to bed on a certain time. You want to make sure they get enough sleep. Um, but all we can do as parents is just do our best, you know, like I said, some nights they don't, and I'm not going to sweat about it. I'm going to make sure that after they're done eating breakfast in the morning, that their teeth are nice and brushed before they go to school.
1: Now you've mentioned some of the potential long-term effects of poor oral health. Let's talk about some of the major illnesses or conditions that could arise from your oral health or neglecting it. Could you take us through some of the main ones to keep in mind?
2: gum disease, um, infections in the mouth, like abscesses from neglecting over long-term. The other thing we didn't talk about too is um, the implications of wisdom teeth too, right? That's a common thing that's affecting teens. It's becoming very common is um, for teens to have their wisdom teeth removed by the age 16, maybe 17. And now I'm getting it even removed earlier because kids are just developing so much quicker. They're losing their teeth a lot quicker. Um, but poor oral health, I find, leads to infection in those wisdom teeth areas for the kids that don't get their wisdom teeth taken out.
1: Dr. Johal, if you're going to summarize what concerns you most and what can be done about it, how would you respond?
2: I would say, as a parent myself, we need to really understand the whys, like we can't just think like it's okay it's just a cavity for my child it's not a big deal because that's just the one cavity and i get it but now they're getting multiple cavities um you know or they have chapped lips or they're snoring at nighttime. always ask the why is this happening don't just say i'm gonna get a pill for it you know i'm gonna take care of it um i dress parents even with adhd symptoms the kids that have adhd and it always comes down to sleep actually in 80 to 90 cases so I'd say, please ask the why and focus on diet, making sure we're staying away from processed food like crackers and goldfish. Processed food is very detrimental for our kids. Um, it's readily available everywhere. So teaching our kids healthy eating habits from the start and obviously having good oral health healthcare, um, brushing and flossing, um, but full disclosure, I will tell you guys this, and you may hate me for this, is there are some kids that don't brush or floss their teeth and they have no cavities. I want people to remember that because they have probably good oral health, like gut health and good genes, but they're also probably eating really well, right? So there's, and if they are eating well and they're still getting that breakdown, then I want you to look at one step further. Why is this still happening to my child? Is it stress? Is it metabolic? It's always asked the why. The way I approach my, in my practice as a whole body wellness is please look from the inside what's happening. Why is it presenting to the outside world with gum disease or cavities? What's going on the inside that's causing it? It's not what's on the outside that's causing the inside. It's the other way around. So always ask the why and don't let another professional just say, it's okay. It's just the way it's supposed to be. That's not Okay. I didn't, want to settle that. I didn't want to settle for that in my personal journey because um, that's how I got into the whole body wellness. When somebody told me my son had crowded teeth, man, deep, don't worry about it. We'll put braces on him when he's later. Why is braces a passage of right? It shouldn't be, right? So I asked the why, and that's where I got into the whole body wellness. I got into the whole sleep part of it. So please, as parents, always ask the why.
1: So many important points to think about the next time you brush your teeth, go to the dentist and certainly in between. Dr. Mandeep Johal, dentist, owner of Family Dental Centre in Guelph, Ontario, thank you for taking the time to provide your insight and expertise today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I hope it was helpful.
1: Remember, you can watch the full video version of this interview with Dr. Johal on whereparentstalk.com. If you missed any part of today's radio broadcast, you can always download the podcast. It's available on more than 50 podcast platforms and can also be found at 1059theregion.com. I'm Leanne Castellino. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll join us next time.
0: Sign up for Leanne's parenting newsletter and so much more at whereparentstalk.com. This is Where Parents Talk on 1059 The Region.